Drunk Mythology Friends. I'm Kate. I'm Jen. And I'm the other Jen. And we're the Drunk, Drunk Mythology Gals. Mythology Gals. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this is even traveling back in time, we still don't have Yeah, it. we I yeah. Yeah. This is because that's what we're doing today. We right? are. This is the redo of the first episode of Drunk Mythology Gals because who knows where that's from? I I, I don't, but <gasps> you are old enough to know where that comes from, young lady. Uh, it could have been your performance that isn't sparking the memory. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Wayne's World. Oh, of course I know Wayne's World, but I don't remember the thing, whatever. Okay, so maybe the visual, you know, we don't have visuals, so you can't see me doing my little hand Exactly, so yeah. So that would that would have been the real clincher you would have gotten. It. Exactly, Sorry. so we're redoing just, you know, episode one redo. We're redoing episode one in. because we wanted to bring in other Jen as our new co-host. Yeah, and we're, we're definitely not regretting that right not now. Not in the least. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and we have a better sound set up, so we kind of yeah. know what we're doing, sort of. And we have Kim Alexander, who is doing our sound, and yeah, she's Kim. Can you put in the actual Wayne's World sound? No, she cannot. She is like a professional and doesn't have time for this. No, no, we're done. No more <laughs> Wayne's World talk. So <laughs> moratorium. <laughs> But do not worry, just like the Greeks are cool with having multiple origin stories, so are we. So we didn't throw out the original episode one. We just moved it to our Patreon, plus it's ad-free there. So if you're feeling somewhat sadistic or masochistic, depending which side of the whip you land on, you can go there and listen to original Jen and I struggle through podcasting for the first time. And see, that's a great opportunity for Kim to insert a little whip sound. <laughs> oh, God. I can see where this one's going. Okay, so oh, no. that's... Hey, you're the one who wrote drunk in the title. First word there, lady. All right. You know what? Uh, literally, since we're going back to the beginning, <laughs> um, welcome to part one of the Greek origin myths. And I love saying part one because it triggers original Jen so much. Yeah, it does. Because, because it's there are such a big story. There are so many parts. Oh, dear. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh... it's never ending. <laughs> well, I mean, it does. It's just got a lot of moving parts to it. Okay. And then it's like, oh, let's talk about like this part. Oh, and let's like, what if it happened this way though, or this way? Like, there's three versions of the same story. I have opinions, <laughs> <laughs> and we will get to that in the questions and shit <laughs> section. All right. All right. So, what are we drinking, Jen? Are you on anything alcoholic, even remotely today? You know what? Water is used in a lot of alcoholic products, so it is just pre-alcohol. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you are a sophist. <laughs> it is. It is uh, room temperature this water. This sophistry. <laughs> I finished off a bottle of um, Pinnacle. Hello, Pinnacle. Add with us. <laughs> we'll record it. Um, 
Shit. Raspberry. You were this? drinking raspberry. Raspberry. Thank you. Yeah, I said that right before we started. Yeah. Yep. Um, I am drinking the delicious uh, Trader Joe watermelon cucumber. Again? Yep. And it has a wee nippy of gin in it. Again. Because mm. okay. I'm still out of vodka. Right. <laughs> so. That's right. Because I got drunk and forgot to text your husband. That's right. <laughs> you were going to remind him to go get vodka. But anyway. Yeah, with with that, our disclaimer, do not drink and drive cars, chariots, eight-legged horses, whatever. <laughs> Wayne's <laughs> World drum sets. Wayne's World. Just say no. So water coolers. Let's get started. A long time ago when the world was young. All right. So pretty much everything we know about how the ancient Greeks thought the universe popped into being comes from this guy, Hesiod. He wrote something called the Theogony. And yes, I've read it multiple times. And yes, I know it sounds like the agony and the ecstasy, but it's really Theogony. I hear the word theology when you say that. My brain triggers theology. It's very, it has that whole similar family root thing going because according to Merriam Webster, theogony means an account of the origin and descent of the gods. So technically any story that describes a creation and a genealogy is a theogony. So can I write a theogony about my creation and genealogy? <laughs> if you consider yourself a divine presence, yeah, sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I so, will go right back to that trailer park in Kentucky. There you go. So <laughs> it's all pretty straightforward. And he see it really just calls it like it is. He's like, yep, I'm writing a story of how the world and gods came to exist. So... I will call it a story about how the world and gods came to exist. I I, I have some opinions about Hesiod's uh, lack of imagination and need to repeat things, but we'll get there. Um, so let me pause you a second. When we talk about the Norse stuff, I'm, I'm constantly saying it's written by 10-year-old boys. And they wrote Hesiod. a theogony. Okay. And <laughs> so this guy, Hesiod... He's like a one man show. He is a one man show. He is a one man show. And but he's not the only show in town. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Hesiod wrote some other shit, but it's not relevant and no one really cares except for super nerds (laughs) like me. So Uh. (laughs) let's just brush aside those classics. However, fun fact, he was a contemporary of Homer, the guy who wrote the Iliad and the Odyssey. But that's not saying much. I'm glad much. you clarified that. That is not Homer Simpson. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> that's exactly who I was thinking of. Well, thank you. Okay. So this still isn't telling us much that we can really, you know, put a pin in because as far as we can tell, we think that Hesiod was alive and dictating his shit to some poor scribe somewhere between 750 and 650 BCE. And Homer was alive uh, around the same time. Yeah. Okay. Got okay. it. There's probably some uh, poor intern. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> right? So, uh, yeah, there's it. There's so much 
to unpack there because, fun fact, there is a 4th century BCE fictional account of Homer and Hesiod going head to head in a rapping contest. What? And I'm not going to tell you who won. I am going to save that for the Patreon episode. (laughs) Okay. So, but you say 4th century, so that's like... 200 years later? Yeah. It would basically be like... Doing that math correctly? Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it would be the equivalent of... Oh, but you said it's a fictional It's a account. fictional account. So it's okay, like, so, okay, you know... Got it, got it. It'd be the fan fiction of Mozart and Salieri rapping. Like, you know... <laughs> oh, I want that I, fan fiction. Mozart and Salieri in 8 Mile. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Trailer Park Vienna. So I know who Mozart oh. is. I understand Eight Mile. That for anyone who doesn't, that's Eminem. Uh, but I don't know who so- Salieri so- was a jealous bitch of Sal- Mozart. Yeah. Oh. So okay. Also, fun fact number two, or possibly three. I'm losing track of them. Uh, Hesiod was born in a region of Greece called Boeotia. Boeotia. And that is a region in central Greece known for two things, eels and the city of Thebes. And <laughs> the city what you of for. Thebes? Thebes? Like people T- who rob? No. Thebes. T-H-E-B-E-S. <laughs> okay. B as in boy, like 10-year-old boy. But you know what? I right. bet they had thieves who were stealing <laughs> all the eels. Right? <laughs> I... I'm regretting this. I mean, so is loving much. us. I it's am regretting this. this so much. So, uh, a I, city of people stealing shit. Well, uh, you you keep tempting. Are you regretting bringing me in here now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if, if it was borderline before, we've we've fallen off on one side of the fence, and it's not the good side. We're on one side of the whip. <laughs> <laughs> but come on, Kim, don't let me down. Okay, according to the Athenians, the Boeotians were super dull. And considering <laughs> that Hesiod and Plutarch came from Boeotia, they're not wrong. I'm just saying. I'm, if yeah. you've ever had to read Hesiod and Plutarch, and I have, yeah, not the most exciting. Anyway. I mean, I'm struggling with these names. Right. Well, you're going to continue to struggle because the most important thing that you must keep in mind at all times is that the ancient Greeks never just had one story for anything that happened in the creation myths. There was always at least two stories, if not three versions that existed side by side. And nobody was really all that pushed about it, like whichever one you wanted to believe. Oh, so I have a little a tangent of that, a parallel. Surprise. <laughs> so I was <laughs> I was raised in a Protestant, very devoutly religious upbringing. Mm-hmm. There's your little peek behind the curtain into my life. All my life. And somewhere in my mid to late 20s, I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole of story, but I converted to Catholicism. Mm -hmm. We can do the Patreon if somebody really cares. Um, And it wasn't until then that I learned that there is in the Bible two different creation stories. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Most Protestants that I've encountered are clueless to that they do not realize there are two different accounts of the creation story 
in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Two. They, well, the Catholic Bible has a lot more books also. Oh, this general. is all in Genesis. Yeah. But you're not supposed to read them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The so, anyway. anyway, let's get started. In the beginning, there was only dark, shapeless nothingness with a to- totally goth emo chaos brooding over it. Or, in the beginning, night laid an egg that then became either her son or her father or the world, depending on which variation of that myth you go with. It's literally the decision tree from hell. So, wow. therefore, we're going to stick with Hesiod for today. And which which story is Hesiod? Hesiod is emo goth chaos. Okay. I, I like it. Anything with chaos, I'm a fan of. Right? I immediately think Loki. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. All right. I'm so back to the beginning. into Camp Norse. I'm sorry. Chaos is moping about the fact that he has to clean his room because everything in the universe is just a giant nothing mess. And so he's a teenage female. Or a teenage boy. All the disordered elements and nothingness sloshing around in the shapeless dark. But suddenly... Chaos gives birth to night and Erebus. Cue the Jurassic Park biology issues. <laughs> but okay. now it's it, it's obvious who Knight or Nyx, as she's called, is. But Erebus is darkness. So if you separate the concept of day and night and light and dark, night requires darkness. So night and Erebus have to be born together, right? So this is not night being an absence of light. Or this is night being night. And night is an actual thing. And Erebus is the darkness. Okay. But Erebus could also be known as the darkness between Earth and the underworld. Erebus is also known as Tartarus, which is also known as Hades, the place you go when you die. But Hades is an actual Olympian god. So there's just a lot wrong there. So let's just go with Erebus is darkness. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I've, <laughs> I've been drinking. Yep. So whatever you say, I follow nothing. <laughs> I follow a smidgen. All right. <laughs> I forget what number fun fact this is, but the correct pronunciation of Erebus, Erebus shows how similar it is to the Indo-European root language word for darkness, which is regvis which is similar to Rikvis in Old Norse. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing Ragnarok. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, Sorry. nothing is new. That's interesting, yeah. <laughs> but don't worry. If you are confused right now, it gets worse. So Knight oh, and Erebus, being brother and sister, or possibly mother and son, depending, naturally do what all families do in mythology they commit incest oh no 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 (laughs) damn it i knew you were going there always incest yeah but not just any incest jen do the norse get into the incest of course oh damn (laughs) but it's not just any incest they get it on and night well hang on i will let uh aristophanes describe the biology original jen you want to read The little quote. Oh my gosh. I'm glad you Black winged knight into the bosom of Erebus, dark and deep, laid a wind born egg 
And as the seasons rolled forth, sprang love, the longed-for shining with wings of gold. Okay, so yes, some of the language is really pretty, but don't let Mm -hmm. it obscure the part about a wind egg and how night laid that wind egg into Erebus's chest. Oh my god. Wind, and just this egg appears. Well, so did she fart into his thoracic cavity? I mean... Okay, yeah. I, I... there are so many things going on with that that I just don't know. Yeah, Maybe so she was like a, like a dandelion, like you know when they like a little like the thing like when it gets fluffy and then like the little things, the little seeds fly on the wind. But it and that's like landed in his chest. Well, yeah, in so his it floated bosom. in the air and then land landed there. Yeah, I and planted I'm, itself. Uh, thinking, I he, don't see a problem here. I find this perfectly logical. He see it's ten years old. <laughs> <laughs> he might have been. We don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so from this goddamn wind egg, we're born <laughs> day and light. We call it what it is. It's a fart egg. It, 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 it's a divine <laughs> fart of creation, um, which is kind of fitting seeing as day and light came from night and darkness. But wait, there's more. While oh, chaos dear. was being all emo, uh, Earth was like, oh, hi, I exist. Earth is also known as Gaia, and there was no explanation of how she came to be. Hesiod was just like, boom, here's the Earth. It's pretty nifty. Yeah, it's typical. You know, you're saying it's Earth is female, you know, been there all along, carrying the load, doing the work, no recognition, no acknowledgement. Oh, if you get pissed about this, just wait. So... Same with Tartarus, who is, again, not to be confused with Erebus or Hades, and Eros, and there are legit three versions of Eros that are all accepted in mythology, so yeah. Oh my god. Think of this version of Eros as the primordial drive to procreate. Now, Eros is which... Okay, so let's review. We have Chaos, who gave birth to Night and Erebus, Also popping into existence with chaos alongside him are Gaia, Tartarus, and Eros. Okay. But this Eros isn't like the little Cupid dude. This is like the propagate the species. Okay. Okay. He's the Dom. Angry Eros. Yeah. It's just like must procreate. Um, now, Ga- Gaia, being the only female, obviously ended up having to do ma- the majority of the work. Yep. She had to create Oranos, the heavens, Orea, the mountains, Pontus, the seas, and then have sex with all of them to produce the rest of goddamn creation. <laughs> oh, my God. And Little G. for today, we're just going to take a look at why Gaia and Oranos' relationship uh, should really teach us that sex ed matters. Quality sex ed is important. Oh my goodness. So it was a Thursday night after work and Gaia and Oranos were out having a couple of drinks and one thing led to another and they woke up hungover on Friday morning, awkward and wondering if they remembered to use protection. They didn't. Of course. (laughs) Gaia got knocked up with duodecaplets, 12 kids. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) They ended up being the Titans. 
12 Titans. When I'm sober, I'm going to have to look that word up. Duodecaplets. Uh huh. Sure. (laughs) And the youngest one was Kronos. Put a pin in him. Ooh, I've heard that name. Yeah. So apparently, you don't just give birth to Duodecaplets when you are Gaia. You also give birth to three creatures known as the Cyclopes. Other gen. In addition to the 12. In addition to the 12. So we're up to 15. Um, Other gen, would you read this charming passage? I'll try. (laughs) Is there difficult words? No, it's very. Okay. All right. In all else, they were like the gods, but one eye only was set in the midst of their foreheads, and they were surnamed Cyclopes. Orbed eye, because one orbed eye was set in their foreheads. So, oh my God! He's really, <laughs> really, really wants us to know they have only one eye in the middle of their forehead. Oh we get God. it. I think it could have been clarified better. <laughs> oh my God! Even drunk, I got it. One eye, middle of the forehead, right? and in a lesson about why incest is bad that apparently no one in mythology ever learned. Gaia and Ornos also produced another three monsters called the Hecantokeres. So I'm up to 18. Is that right? Yes. Okay. And you're going to have to break that word down I for don't... me. I know you're all into the roots of these words. Yeah. The Hecantokeres, like... those, uh, I don't know that. That go too deep in the weeds. Well, that that's a etymology that has to do with <laughs> just wait and see they were oh uh, uh really big and strong and each one had a hundred heads uh, i'm sorry a hundred hands and 50 heads okay. what oh my god so i don't math but i think that makes 300 hands yeah. and 150 heads yep Yep, I'm the math person. So yeah, that, if I got that right, yeah. oh my that God. actually goes back to like, uh, like a heck, like Heka is, uh, you know, you've had like hectares, and uh, it it relates to the enormous amount of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. either oh, he- my goodness. either Hesiod or just the ancient Greeks in general had daddy issues. Big daddy issues. Um, <laughs> they have lots of issues. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> we're just going to put the incest aside because there's so much incest. We're just going to have to. Yeah. Well, when, all, when you have a limited, you know, gene pool pool of people to pick from yeah uh, no 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 <laughs> anyway ornos is truly a shitty dad okay like odin uh, i was gonna say i feel like every dad in mythology is a terrible pretty dad. much yeah. and he yeah. did not want to play peekaboo or this little piggy with the hekonto kiris um because again He'd be playing peekaboo with 150. (laughs) I mean, can we blame him? Oh my God. This little piggy with 300 hands. Oh my God. I think he saw that and was just like, nope. Well, nope, nope, nope. And, you know, the question this begs for me is but they only had two legs. 
That's okay. Yeah. See, I, I was thinking that as you were verbalizing. Yeah, but it. do they have legs at all? They didn't specify. Oh God way. damn it! <laughs> now is my brain spelled out somewhere. <laughs> Maybe the arms are the oh, legs. S- <laughs> <laughs> well, see, now I'm picturing this thing so doing like a, a handstand. Yeah, and <laughs> the legs. It's are like a original spider. Jen's role is basically to ruin everything for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I love her so deeply logic. for it. <laughs> but okay, so Oranos uh, really hated the Hekontokyares, and he literally locked them in their rooms, uh, which is a secret place deep in the earth. But if Earth is Gaia, then why? I mean, ugh, oh. the lapse in logic. So, like, did he like? Oh, I don't want to say it. Uh, you know, it's a lot of well, mouths. I, I I went there in my brain. I know what you're thinking, where he might have locked them, yeah. but yeah. It's like what? try to do a return. I'm sorry. Who's breastfeeding these? Because <laughs> <laughs> oh I know they didn't have bottles of formula. 150. 150. Yeah. Oh. And pl- plus another 15. Just. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh my god! 165 okay. to nurse. <laughs> this is bad. Um, anyway, again, ten year old boy. <laughs> yeah. So, Ornos also really hated the Cyclopes because uh, he thought they were ugly. Because apparently, they only had one eye in the middle of their forehead. <laughs> I'll take the one eyed guys over the yeah. So he he. Oh my god. Uh, he didn't give a fuck about the Titans either, but he, he let them roam around as well. But he was like, no, you, Hekontokieres, you go to your uh, rooms and stay there. Don't want to see you. Forever. But Gaia was not having this shit. So first, she motherfucking created the mineral of gray flint. Oh. And then she fashioned a sickle from it. Oh, oh, I see where she's going now. Okay. (laughs) Then she called a family meeting, minus dad, who was probably hanging out with his shady uncle Erebus in the meth lab in Tartarus. Mama Gaia sat all her kids down and explained that while sometimes mommies and daddies need some time apart, but still love their kids, this was not the case here. This mommy wanted daddy dead, and the first kid to off him gets to stay up an extra 15 minutes past bedtime. And ice cream for a bedtime snack. Exactly. Most of the kids were like, uh, yeah, gotta wash my hair that day. Except for one, the Titan Cronus. <gasps> Yay. And that's where I'm leaving it today because I'm evil. What? What? No. Yeah. What? So we'll be right back with questions and shit. Oh, I've got questions. <laughs> Hey, Drunk Mythology friends, I'm Kate. And I'm the other Jen. Wait, where's Original Jen this time? Original Jen is busy cleaning out Sleepnir's stall. I mean, with eight legs, who knows how many stomachs that horse has? Or is that 
cows. Um, I think you're thinking of cows because that was one of our trivia questions in that trivia game we're testing out behind the scenes. And I think the cows have eight stomachs or was it four? I, I don't know. I got that question wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, no matter how many stomachs, she's not here. But we are here to tell you about Anchor for podcasting. With no cow stomachs. <laughs> not unless you want to do a podcast about cows, which you totally could because it's super easy to start a podcast with Anchor. Is there a platform for cows to listen? Like, could cows even listen to a podcast? <laughs> Anchor would distribute your cowcast across all popular podcast platforms. How did we get onto cows? Because we were wondering how many stomachs a horse has, or was it cows? Regardless, feeding all those stomachs costs money, which means you have to make money off your cowcast, which is why Anchor is a great place to start because you can start making money from the get-go with Anchor. But how much does it cost? Like, okay, how many smoothies does Fenrir have to sell in order to pay for his podcast about smoothies? <laughs> oh my God, I'm so drunk today. <laughs> Wait, I thought Fenrir was doing a podcast about cows or was no. it horses? No. <laughs> yeah, I might be a little drunk too. Either way, it is totally free to have a podcast on Anchor. F-R-E-E -E, free. Yeah, my, see, my fan fiction has Fenrir running his own smoothie shop, and I work there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Other Jen is talking about Original Jen's books, Truth and Other Lies, and The Order of Chaos, which you should all check out under her pen name of Lyra Wolf. And yeah, Wolf, yeah. Fenrir, yeah. Yeah. So if I want to do a podcast for Fenrir, all I'd have to do is go to anchor.fm to get started, because I'm like totally thinking that OG and I need to do that. Yep. Just go to anchor, like the thingy on a boat thingy that goes to the bottom. Shut up. Yeah, we're drunk. <laughs> yeah, it's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. You're just lucky I didn't spell out anchovy because it was a close call. <laughs> Check it out or make Fenrir sleep near and all the cows and their stomachs really upset. Ah! <laughs> Oh my God, Kate, I think this is our best ad ever. Indubitably. Because, yeah, we put the drink into drunk mythology gals. Okay, welcome back to Questions and Shit. Yeah, okay. Um, all right, so I don't even know where to start. Well, I, I can suggest something. Oranos should have used protection. <laughs> okay, there's that. I mean, you'd think you'd... Is that really a question, though? <laughs> well, that's the in-shit part. <laughs> okay. That's assuming that Ornos has some, you know, intelligence. Does Ornos have any intelligence? I don't know. What I do mean, we... he's... Is Ornos crafty, sneaky? I mean, we hear, well, Odin thinks things through. Okay, so yeah. what's interesting to, to about these, like, early, um, early, like, primordial gods is that while they do have, like, anthropo 
you know, parts of anthropomorphic appearances. Um, and like the Cyclopes and the Hecontocheres have, uh, uh, you know, they have more agency. Like Gaia and Oranos and Chaos and Nyx and Erebus, uh, those are all more like they're they're they are more like natural forces. So, you know, you don't have the original primordial Eros having a lot of dialogue and you don't have the original um, ocean or seas Pontus having like a lot of dialogue in early mythology. But like, um, you know, they're they're there because uh, honestly, reading the Theogony is kind of like reading the parts in Genesis and, you know, in the early Old Testament where it's like so-and-so begat, yeah. so-and-so begat, so-and-so. Begats. Yeah, it's the begats. And um, that kind of actually makes me wonder if, like, parts of the book of Genesis could qualify as a theogony. Mm. Because, I mean, if it's if it's the genealogy of the gods, I mean, yeah, it's only one god. But if angels are also divine creatures, I don't know. Right. Yeah. You know, and man yeah. is created in the image of God. Like, I could make an argument for it. But then again, I'd probably be shot down by somebody who's actually a biblical scholar. <laughs> so I'm just going to go back yeah. to like hating on Oranos because yeah. he doesn't want to pay child support. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, si okay. So I had a thought. Jen's going to love this, OG. How much fun would Fenrir have with these Hecta the whatevers throwing a ball and him fetching? Oh my god. I, I was more thinking he how many hands be... would he bite off, but that's just me. <laughs> no, I think of how many belly rubs. He'd be in he would be all over this. They would get along with Fenrir so awesome, right? And he would just Aww. bring them all smoothies. <laughs> he would. See, it's all the monsters of all the mythologies. They all, they all 150 smoothies. Yeah. <laughs> One for every hand. And I will, you know what? I'm not even going to go there. I'm just going to leave you with the thought that whenever I see the word Cronus, for some reason, yeah. I always think of Cronuts. I think of a croissant. <laughs> you know what, though? I think he'd like that because he doesn't he even have a, a thing with, foodie, with food. But we'll talk about that next time. Okay. Yeah, he has very particular tastes, though, in food. You know, Jen, that's oh. a step too far. <laughs> that is just a <laughs> step too far. Is he a picky eater? What am I getting into here? <laughs> I want to spoil this so badly. Oh. No. <laughs> He's not biting hands off of his best friend, though, is he? Uh, oh, I mean, shit. <laughs> you know I, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm considering whether he actually would. I mean, if the situation called for it. Is it worse it, than that? There are worse? hands involved. It, it depends how the hand was prepared. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, dear. Oh and dear. how many hands are we talking about? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, cover them with a little hollandaise sauce. You know, this this is <laughs> this is getting to a point where I am 
either going to be truly disturbed or just like go jump off it, into it the deep end of this of, rabbit hole. It, so it makes me think of like that that old like llamas with hats. Oh God, <laughs> I've thing. seen this. Llama, <laughs> you've never seen llamas with hats. I have seen okay. it. That's what I was saying. I, okay. I've seen yeah. this. Yes, it's Carl. like only a craving, only only a craving that hands could satisfy. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, and with you talking about, you know, put a little hollandaise sauce. I'm yeah. going back to you know culinary school, and I'm like hearing my chef yell at me. I need a hundred and fifty egg hollandaise. And Would like, that be oh, wind fuck. egg holidays? <laughs> oh, see, it Bar fits. Egg. So, see, I think that proves that hollandaise would be the proper soft sauce to serve with hands. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, oh my goodness! Uh, oh, I'm not even going to ask if we're drunk <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that was disturbing. Was, oh, yeah. very. So, Jen, next week. Oh. Yeah, next week then will be part one of the Norse origin myth, and I don't know why it's uh, you got into this script. I think there's only one. Like, there's no part one. It's just the myth because the Norse like did not have to make <laughs> ten thousand versions of a thing. <laughs> they just they got down. They said it. It's let's move on. But, so. you know, variety is the spice of life. Sure. Keep telling yourself yeah, whatever. that. Okay. <laughs> Don't forget to add yourselves to our social media scrolls, especially the Instagram account that I run, which is Drunk Mythology Gals. Or on Twitter, at Drunk Myth Gals. OG has us both beat on Twitter, doesn't she? Because I'm Not sitting yet. here on... I'm sitting here on Facebook... At Drunk Mythology Gals, still sitting in the single digits at the time we're recording well, this. Help me out, people. <laughs> you can also take a look at our website uh, that is ever-evolving at DrunkMythologyGals.com. Or Patreon at Patreon.com slash DrunkMythologyGals. Or drop us an email at DrunkMythologyGals at gmail.com. And thanks again for joining us. Please subscribe, leave a rating or review, and tell your friends and family about us, especially if they've laid a giant wind egg and you want to let them know it's not okay. <laughs> finally. Fart egg. <laughs> finally. Always remember, if the gods can behave badly, so can you. Mm -hmm.